Yeah. What's up, y'all? Say it one more time. Thank you. I love you too, Matthew. That was great. Um, guys, I don't know about you, but I, uh, I'm into the Christmas carols. Who likes Christmas carols? I love them. That was uh, not what I expected, but it's okay. Um, <clears throat> how was Thanksgiving break for everybody? How'd you guys enjoy your time? Good, good, good. Okay, what well, was some things that have happened in the last week since I've seen you that was worth uh, a mention? Tell me one thing that happened. One good, what's one thing you were thankful for? Somebody say something. Your bed? Ben, fair enough. Ben's a great dude. I love Ben. Next thing. No one else is thankful? Isaiah, also, love him. Super cool dude. Aaron, great, love that guy. Josh, okay, we love that crew. Is there anything else? Oh, Chris, please. Oh, Jesus, I love that. Good answer, good answer. Okay, um, anything else? Go. Family, great, cool. What else? Keeping a what in Fortnite? Fortnite, you're thank thankful for Fortnite? Broncos are on a five-game winning streak. I love that. That's true. True, 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 true. Okay, um, anything else? Honey baked him. All right, fair enough. Wait, did you raise your hand? Sorry. You look like you were raising your hand. Nope. He's, he's not raising his hand. Fair enough. Um, well, I guys, uh, guys, I hope you guys have had a, a great break. Here's the thing. Um, Thanksgiving is great. I never grew up with a Thanksgiving break like some of you had. I usually had school on Monday and Tuesday, and then we would have Wednesday, Thursday, Friday off. So those of you that got the whole week off, lucky you. Um, hope you guys made it count. Um, but I had a great Thanksgiving as well. Um, got to spend time with Megan's family, and it was a good time. We uh, basically ate two fried turkeys on Thursday, and if there's another way to make a turkey, you're wrong, because fried turkey's better than anything else um, ever. Um, and then on Friday, who did something on Friday? Black Friday shoppers? One, two, three, black, four Black Friday shoppers? No, just four. All, oh, five, six, seven. Okay. Yeah. Well, here's the thing. I sat on the couch for 12 hours on Friday, so I didn't do anything special. Um, yeah, it was great. Really great. Um, and here's the thing. All of you are in the same boat as I am because while you were on break, I was also on break, and I didn't do anything, probably like some of you didn't do anything for school. But now, it's Sunday, and it's time to get back into school. This guy, I love this guy. He doesn't even go here. Hashtag mean girls. Um, anyway, yeah, so getting back into the rhythm of things is hard. This week's going to be tough, right? After a week-long break, it's going to be tough to get into the regular rhythm of things. But before, um, before we get into tonight, I kind of want to talk about why I love Thanksgiving, which I told you a little bit about last week. But Thanksgiving is great because right now, Thanksgiving meant that we have to be thankful and grateful before we get all this crazy, greedy 
stuff and we turn into materialistic people, right? That's just the nature of things. And it's only been two days of Christmas, okay? We've had two days of like Christmas season, in my brain at least, and it's been packed. Even on Friday, Megan was telling me of all the things that we're doing for Christmas season. And I felt overwhelmed. I didn't know what to do because it sounds like a lot. I'm excited, but it's a lot. And here's the thing. Now that we're officially in Christmas season, I can say Merry Christmas. So I'm going to say Merry Christmas to Zayden back. One, two, three, Merry Christmas. There we go. I love that. Okay. And I don't know what you know about Christmas, but I know a few things. Um, And without getting to the point too quickly, but I'm going to get there pretty quickly. Um, It's not about the presents. It's not about the family time. It's not about the Christmas lights. It's not about the Christmas carols. It's not about family time. It's not about Christmas dinner, right? It's about none of that. Nothing about Christmas is related to any of those things. Those are extra things, but it's not the reason for Christmas. It's about Jesus and that's it. Okay, we already, you, you might know that, you might not know that. If you're new and you don't know that, I hope you understand that the reason we have Christmas is about this guy named Jesus. That's it. That's the only reason we celebrate Christmas. Why is Christmas all about Jesus though? That's the big question we're asking, but more specifically, what we're asking is, what about Jesus is the reason we celebrate Christmas. What is it about Jesus that we celebrate Christmas? That's the question we're actually answering, and that's where we're going in this series, Tis the Season. In this series, we're going to be doing sort of an Advent-ish kind of study. Okay, and if you've never done an Advent study or don't know what Advent is, it's basically every part of, and in, in where it started is in the Catholic Church is them preparing for when Jesus came. And what we celebrate for when Jesus comes. And so that's what we're doing in this series. We're going to cover some of the, the, the big four things, the main four things. These things matter in Christmas. The only reason these things matter is because of Jesus and what he did and how he came into the world. And so the big four things that we're going to cover in this series is hope, peace, joy, and love. All these are essential for Christmas. And more importantly, important to Jesus. We celebrate this Christmas season, and and I love Christmas. Christmas is great. But we celebrate these four things and we celebrate this Christmas, re- uh, Christmas season because of who Jesus is and why he came. So in light of these big things of Christmas, hope, peace, joy, love, all those things, we're going to start at the beginning. I want to tell you about hope. So I know you know what hope is, but I'm going to tell you anyway what I think hope is. Because I think hope is everywhere. Hope is in all of our lives in every way. And to give you a couple of examples, I'm going to tell you about, if you've not seen Star Wars, get with the program and watch it already, first off. Second of all, the original 
series, the original movies that were created called Star Wars, the first episode, the first movie was called A New Hope. A New Hope. This franchise is all based on a hope that these people, the rebellion, was holding on to to get away from the, what are they called? Um, Now I'm blanking on them. The Empire. Thank you, sir. It was built on a hope. A new hope could change everything. So that's a movie. If you think about sports, I think of 2013. I was a senior in high school. I was at my buddy's house, and we were watching Alabama and Auburn play. And they might not be rivals in the big way now, but back then they were big schools and had a big rival, and they were in the Iron Bowl. In 2013, it was Alabama, the the Goliath of everything in football, and Auburn, this school that maybe could pull it out, but I don't know. And then they held on. And if you Google just these three words, the kick six, it's like rarely happened in football. It was the biggest thing. And I remember watching that at my friend's house and going, oh my gosh, I hope they miss this field goal. And they did. And then watching that next 30 seconds or whatever is everything that you hoped for for that game. So hope is everywhere around us. You hope you get a good grade. You hope you have the right impression with these people. You hope you make the right friends. You hope all of these things. It's always around us. One time I experienced hope was actually at winter camp coming up um, in February for you guys. But when I was a sophomore in high school, I was at winter camp. And I was in the dodgeball tournament. If you've been to winter camp before, you know the, the, the dodgeball tournament's like a huge deal, right? Dodgeball was everything when I was in high school. That's the reason we don't go to camp with Pepsi anymore is because dodgeball got too serious. But when I was there, my team, a hodgepodge team, it was me, my brother, Jackson. Do you remember who else was on our team? Jackson was there. Where are you, Jackson? He's not in here right now. Oh, sorry. Jackson's not here anymore. But Jackson was there. Okay, here's the thing. Hodgepodge team. It was three guys, three girls. We were hodgepodge team. Okay? And we were down two to four against this other team. It was me and another girl. Couldn't even remember. I don't even remember who it was. Versus four of these people. And they were about to just light us up. And after, you know, dodging a few balls, I threw one and I knocked a guy out, and it was three to two. And then they hit that girl out, and it was me and three and one. I'm not kidding. This is literally how it happened. I remember like it was yesterday. And all of a sudden, you could just sense in the gym that we played in, people were hoping this underdog and this this miraculous comeback would happen. And I would dodge, dip, throw a ball, knock a guy out. They'd throw a ball, and I'd dodge, dip, duck, and I'd throw a ball, and it was suddenly one-to-one, and everybody in the gym was just on their toes about what was going to happen next. And I dodged, dipped, duck, dive one more time, and I knocked a guy out. And literally, everybody in the gym just went nuts because they hoped for this comeback to happen. 
They, they hoped for something greater, great to happen, and it turned out that me winning a dodgeball game was what they needed at the time. Now here's the thing. That's the hope I got to experience. That's the hope these people in this gym got to experience. But there is a different level of hope that exists. There's a different level of hope that exists. And what we celebrate is the hope of Jesus coming to this world. That's more than anything in a movie that we hope for. And more than anything in a sports game that we hope for, or anything that we could hope for in a relationship, a friendship, in school. There's a different level of hope that brings more than you could ever imagine. That's the hope that we're talking about when we talk about Christmas. More than you could ever imagine. And just to kind of give you a quick sum, because this is not going to be a big, long night, but here's the thing. The hope of Jesus came long before Jesus actually came. If you read the Bible all the way through, you can see it, but I'm going to give you a couple instances of where people already talked about who Jesus is before he came. This hope that he brought long before Hope showed up. In Isaiah 7.14, before you throw it on there, I want to tell you about Isaiah, okay? Isaiah lived about 700 years before Jesus ever showed up on the map. Isaiah was a prophet, and, and if you know what prophets are, they're the people that God talks to the prophet, prophet talks to the Israelite people. Israelites talk to the prophet, prophet talks to God, okay? That's how the relationship worked before Jesus came. But here's the thing. 700 years before Jesus came, Isaiah was telling the Israelite people, people who were walking away from God, walking in sin, turned from God completely, asking for a savior, asking for a rescuer, asking for hope. Isaiah says this to them, and you can throw it on the screen now. It says, therefore, the Lord himself will give you a sign the virgin will come and or the virgin will conceive and give birth to a son and he will be called Emmanuel and if you don't know just fun fact Emmanuel is God with us so prophet Isaiah is telling the Israelites people who didn't follow God actively or did not do it well or might have well just been walking the other direction as they were looking for hope, he says to them, the Lord himself will give you a sign. The virgin will conceive and give birth to a son, and you will call him Emmanuel. God with us. Asking for hope, asking to be saved, Isaiah was clear about one thing. Hope was coming. 700 years before Jesus showed up, and the very same way that we learn about in the New Testament how Jesus came, he came the very same way. 700 years before it even happened. His people were hoping for a Savior to come and rescue them. 
and he did. That's one way to hear about hope. For generations, after 700 years, you can guess that all they hear about is this hope that's coming around the corner. He's going to bring you hope. That's something we hold on to. The same way we know that, like, I hope the Broncos pull it out this year. I've been hearing it for years and years and years. Or whatever it is. That's one way to hear about hope. That's a kind of hope that's held on to tightly. A hope that's special. But I believe there's a different kind of hope that brings exactly what you need. If the Broncos win the Super Bowl, it's not what I needed, it's what I wanted. There's a different kind of hope that you hold on to when it's what you need and not what you want. Jesus' birth into the world was exactly what the Israelites needed and what we needed. A savior for all of us. After Isaiah the prophet passed away, there was a couple more prophets in the mix of there, and then there was a guy named Jeremiah. Another guy that talked to God, God talked to him, kind of this middleman messenger boy, okay? And this was about 200 years before Jesus showed up. And if you can imagine, the United States has barely been an established country for more than 200 years. And how much has changed since we started our country? So Jeremiah says this in 20, Jeremiah 23, 5. It says this, the days are coming, declares the Lord. He's talking to Jeremiah. When I will rise up for, a, for David, a righteous branch, a king who will reign wisely and do what is just and right in the land. And if you know, the whole story of, of Jesus is that he was from the line of David. And they talk about all these things in terms of agriculture and, and, and trees and growing things and all that. He'll rise up a branch from David. So off of David's offspring, there will be hope to find. It's not just hope that we hear about. It's not just hope that we, we've heard for generations. It's hope that we will believe because it's done the right way. We see here that in these days, coming to Jesus, a hundred years or two hundred years before that, there's a special kind of hope. Something that I really hope for when I'm hoping is for it to be done the right way. When you've hoped in your own life and you've had this this thing that you want or a thing that you feel you need or whatever it is and you're hoping for it to happen, you've got this grand idea of how it will happen the right way. When you hope, you have this grand idea that looks right. That's the hope that Jeremiah was showing 
the people of Israel at the time who were doing the same thing that Isaiah was doing. They were walking from God. They were doing their own thing. They were asking for hope and rescuing. And he tells them it's coming around the corner. That this Savior was going to do what is right in the land justly. That's the simple but amazing hope we celebrate at Christmas. That Jesus was brought into the world to save and rescue the Israelites and us from the world that was so broken. To save us from our own sins, to save us from everything that we've done wrong, and to do it in a way that was wise and right and just. Just as Jeremiah had predicted just as Isaiah had predicted. Jesus was prophesied hundreds of years before he showed up in the same way that he showed up. Jeremiah prophesied of Jesus coming into the world to do it the right way, just as Jesus came and did it the right way. And you guys can come on up. When we talk about Christmas and what we're going to get into for the rest of this series is this hope we look towards is that Jesus came and fulfilled this hope that we're looking for. He's going to do it the right way. He's going to do it the just way. He's going to do it his way. And so it might not be our interpretation. It might not how think it, it might not be how we think of it. But we know that when he came, it changed everything. When he showed up, there was a different kind of hope that existed. It wasn't something that I heard about for generations. It's something that happened overnight because Jesus is who he is, changed everything. If you want to know what hope is about or want to know what hope is, or want to know what hope looks like. It's something like being so lost, so broken, that there's only one way out. And when you look at him, he gives you the way out. That's what hope is, holding on to him coming to you, saying, come with me. As we go through this series, we're going to look at some different ways that Jesus showed up. But I, I'm asking 
that you hope for something and remember what we're hoping for in the season. Pray with me. Dear Heavenly Father, thank you for tonight. Thank you for bringing us back after a great week of, of uh, family and, and friends and food and, and, and good times, God. But now that we're walking towards a season of, of expecting you and celebrating you and what it meant to hope for a Savior and a rescuer to come in, We get to rest in the fact that you did come and rescue and save us. So now we just get to know that hope exists. We ask that you be with us this Christmas season. We love you. It's in your name we pray. Everybody says.